How can I explain things unseen when I can feel it? How can I attain the answers for questions that linger? Or if my mind could wrap around the facts, make them tangible, it be easy. Yeah. The way I'm feeling is this beyond a So it's kind of crazy this week because we had all these different ideas for our next episode. We were going to talk about the pandemic, which I I think we still should do that at some point. I think we will. It's still pretty relevant. Yeah, we're still living in it. Still going on. Still not gone. So thank goodness for that, right? No. Um, So I know we were going to talk about that. We had a couple of other ideas, some movies, some things we've read, some other podcasts that kind of... Personal stories, too. Yeah, yeah, that sort of launched some ideas for topics. So they're still not out of the realm of possibilities. They're coming. They're, Stay tuned. They're coming. So get excited, people. But what's insane is when we launched this Saturday, I don't know, Derek, what was it? Like not even an hour after we made the the podcast yeah, live it was, almost our immediate, yeah. it was insane yeah. we, we didn't actually direct anyone to share either no i don't think we told anybody in our last yeah. podcast that you should be sharing yeah. that's like the whole point of this that is the point yeah. <laughs> because if you're sharing your stories with us we can then sort of reflect on them do a deeper dive and be able to really prove i think the point which is that Wow, we have a lot that we have in common. You probably have no idea about it just by passing someone on the street or in the grocery store, or even at work or in your own family. And this is sort of that platform to be able to share really inspiring stories and reflect on what they could possibly mean. Mm-hmm. So the point of us rambling is that about an hour after we launched our website and we launched our Facebook page, Um, somebody reached out to us and said, I have this incredible story. My husband and I think about this all the time. And I think your podcast is talking about what we think about often. And she was like 110% right. I mean, spot on. Yeah. Couldn't start with a better story. No, it was, you know, and, and immediately we were sitting down, you know, and we said, you know, even though we have all these plans of what our first episode should be about, it's it just proves again the point that you know something else kind of came up in our path and someone else put something in our path mm-hmm. and you know for us uh, we we believe that it has to be god you know pulling strings making things happen there's a bigger picture and sometimes if we have all these plans in place and whatever's right in front of us it doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and I think one of the important things you can do is just go with the flow and respond to that new thing that's popping into your path and use it. And I think that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So what's crazy is we heard from somebody, and to just give a little bit of background for you, her name is Kim, and she and I work together, actually, but we don't really cross paths that much. She's a sweetheart. I think I can honestly think of two times that I've connected with Kim, not because we don't want to, but because 
again, we just that we don't work together necessarily. I'm on the air uh, doing my show. Kim works in sales for a completely different station because our company owns six radio stations. So she doesn't even advertise for mine, which is fine. And uh, but we don't really connect. We've connected twice. One over Disney hairbands, if you could believe that. It's very important. <laughs> it's incredibly important. And the other time was right after the pandemic. They started bringing workers back. I ran into Kim was one of the first salespeople that came back to the office. And we just kind of talked lightly about, you know, how are you, how are your families doing? How are you doing? And and that was it. And Kim reached out to us about an hour after we launched our Facebook page and sent us a story that literally just, it gave me goosebumps. I had no idea. Yeah. Blew our mind. And um, it, it's such a perfect story uh, for the idea that we have with this podcast that it seems like we planned it, but I promise you that we, didn't. Uh, we did not. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to go ahead and read the story as best I can, and uh, we'll recap and share our own insights after. So Kim wrote, um, her daughter uh, and her lived in Oklahoma and uh, unfortunately lost uh, that daughter's father when she was five to a heart attack. A few weeks later, yes, quickly, uh, met she met her now husband. He too had a very uh, recent episode of um, a heartbreaking event. His ex had left him and taken their one-year-old son away and moved to Connecticut, where uh, she is from. And as they got to know each other, they realized that uh, they were not only both from New York, but they were both uh, born in the same hospital in Huntington, Long Island. Where is that? I don't even know where that is. Strong Island? (laughs) Right? That's crazy. Um, They fell fast in love and a few months later happened to become pregnant, very unplanned, and then married. Uh, And then, unfortunately, they lost that baby at 16 weeks old. It's heartbreaking. Um, With so much change and um, the now husband's original plan of moving back towards New England to be closer to his son, they decided they would make the move um, to have the newly blended family all together. The two years prior to meeting, the daughter, um, Kim's daughter and her, had quite a lot of loss um, from the father dying to cancer, Kim's father, um, losing the mother, her mother-in-law, and um, obviously the late husband, and then the baby they lost prematurely. Uh, it's a lot. Um, after moving to New England, he also or she had also lost stepfather um and this was kind of cool too i guess when they see red cardinals they feel like any of those that they had lost could be watching over them mm, i love that and yeah very cool um during quarantine kim's husband officially adopted uh her daughter and she and he are very, very happy to be quote unquote official, <laughs> even though nothing has changed with their relationship or obviously his care for her. So uh, in, in her words, they're a blended unconventional, which is probably more the norm these days, mm-hmm. family. But um, they are the ham fam <laughs> and wouldn't have it any other way very powerful yeah i mean first of all kim thank you for sharing your story with us um it's not easy to do that so we appreciate that and i think in the beginning she said i don't know if this is anything so you don't have to use it and i thought kim what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) it's an amazing story um powerful i honestly the first thing about kim's story that stands out to me is the fact that this is someone i've worked with for almost a year I had no idea Mm -hmm. about any of that stuff. 
Kim is such a happy and positive and energetic and I have never seen Kim upset whenever I pass her if she's having a hard day I'd have no idea so to know that she had all this stuff going on or that she's had some brokenness I this is so I sincerely had no idea (laughs) at all and what's interesting too is on my radio show um which is you know covers all of Connecticut, parts of New York and parts of Massachusetts. You know, we I'm very open about my faith and God and all of that. So Kim knew essentially that I, you know, that I talk about these things and that I'm open to it and that I would hope she'd know I would never judge her for sharing that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. it's just interesting that this platform sort of connected us on this because I had no idea and I, I wish I had, but I'm glad that I know now, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the ultimate goal mm-hmm. for the podcast is just to provide a, um, non-judgmental, um, opportunity for folks that either know us or don't know us to share stories like that. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, thank you, Kim, for sharing such a powerful story, but it doesn't have to be even to no. that level. You know, it's just like, what moments have you had where you're just like, wow, like, I can't make sense of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing, just because of all the loss that occurred and how you turned it around and turned it into like this amazing new family with so much love um, for me was just like my background. I, um, you know, didn't have my parents were very young when they had me and um, I ended up in the foster care system, not for a very long time, but eventually uh, grew up my whole childhood with my grandparents and um so essentially kind of lost my father and mother without losing them right off the bat and um and then you know this is we'll dive further into my story i can't really get it all out in a small setting here but um eventually you know my grandmother and my grandfather took amazing care of me and supported me and i never wanted for anything but you know down the line i lost my grandmother uh who was like my mom on my 14th birthday i lost Mm -hmm. my grandfather uh what six months after we got married not even he couldn't even be there for it um so but all along the way you know the losses that i experienced like not having the traditional mother and father Mm -hmm. i was able to turn that into just an amazing relationship with my grandparents Mm -hmm. getting their um older worldview and um their perspective on work ethic and all these things that have propelled me to like where I am at now. Not to mention your great taste in music because uh, yes. you're very old school, yeah, very but I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, and you know, I don't, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't have the experience of living with my grandparents and, mm-hmm. and, and all that. And, you know, even um, the loss of them kind of propelled me to, um, I think dive deeper into your family mm-hmm. um, and all the amazing blessings that have come from that and just developing a really strong connection with your in-laws, which not a lot of people have. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, that's just touching on it, but it, it's just, I think one of the biggest things you can get out of your story, Kim, and a lot of stories is that there is a lot that's going to happen in life that is just going to hit you in the gut mm. and, you know, but there is a bigger plan and you can turn it around on its head and just make it fuel, you know? And Mm -hmm. it seems like that fuel was something that you guys used for this new ham fam, (laughs) which is a great 
name for a fan. I love that. And I think, too, you know, connecting to both Kim and your story from an outsider's perspective is also the idea that it seems like, you know, the common phrase when one door closes, another opens. And that's not to say that the lives you guys lost weren't valuable. Clearly, they were valuable. These are your parents. These are your spouses. So, you know, you know, and who am I to, to say how how hurtful that is? Um, but, you know, like Kim is saying, you know, very proud and happy of the family she has right now. And she would have never even discovered it if not for going through what she did. And I love that she's so open and says, you know, so quickly I found my now husband. And, you know, from a society standpoint, Kim, of course, everyone's going to see it as, whoa, you moved on. You never care. That's ridiculous. This was somebody who was placed into your life for a reason. Somebody was placed in your path and you did not go searching for it. You did not go hoping for it, but somebody came across your path. And, and I don't think he came out of anywhere. I think he was purposely, that was her timeline. This was what it was supposed to look like. And sometimes with tragedy or with heartbreak or with horrible things happening, we're not going to see it until we're at our lowest. We're not going to see it until we're broken. You know, if it was something as, as simple as we broke up or we had a fight or we moved out or something, you may not see the opportunity right in front of you. You may not see to me God's plan right in front of you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, from the bigger picture standpoint, I think that's why we go through loss. I think that's why, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think from our perspective, that's why you go through loss because there's something greater that you couldn't accomplish before. Um, you know, and, and, Again, uh, that's not to say that we don't miss those people and we don't wish that they were here. Gosh, we think about your parents all the time, your grandparents all the time, because we've got this son and your grandparents were only, honestly, a few years older than my parents. So they would have been here with Mm -hmm. our son and our son doesn't have a second set of grandparents loving him and and sharing in these memories. And and it's. It sucks, but it's simply, it sucks, you know? (laughs) So, you know, so it's, it doesn't, it doesn't take away that loss goes away Mm -hmm. and that it's not justified and that it's not still hurtful, but there are, there are still, there's usefulness. There's yeah the, it's not easy to see in the moment, like you said. And, um, I think that that time that in the moment feeling of despair or loss or sadness, that's where you need faith in my opinion. Um, and be vulnerable and that's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there, if you want to, you can use that and I'm not saying it's easy, but, um, you can use that for something more powerful. And it seems like Kim, you and, uh, your husband have done that. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to touch on with Kim's story is this crazy idea of the fact that they both were born in the same hospital. So I actually know nothing about Huntington, Long Island. I'm so sorry for listeners if you do and you think, oh my gosh, she sucks. Um, but I don't, I'm so sorry. Sorry to all Uh, you Long Islander listeners. I'm so sorry. And you know what? My roommate in college was from Long Island and so proud. And it's, and it's a beautiful place. I've been to Long Island. It's fun. You guys are all really fun. And, uh, but I, I don't know anything about Huntington, so I apologize. But I have to imagine that, you know, every hospital, unless you're one of those big standout hospitals, you know, uh, like, of course, you work in health insurance. Help me out here. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the big ones that stand out in New York. Yeah. Um, uh, Columbia, Presbyterian. Sure. Yeah. So not Huntington. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and it's not to say they don't do good work. It's just that <laughs> I'm, I'm sure a, it's a great hospital. I'm sure it's a great hospital, yeah. but I'm assuming it's kind of like, you know, in our in our neck of the woods, I'm sure it's comparable to like a Griffin health or or to 
St. Vincent's Medical Center, you know, amazing hospitals again, but they're kind of smaller and they're kind of only known to the surrounding area. Whereas like Yale is known everywhere. Everyone knows about Yale New Haven Hospital. So that's that's what I'm getting at. The point I'm saying is the fact that these two had a connection way before they even knew each other existed mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. And that reminds me of like even our story of how we connected because mm-hmm. when Camp Champ Camp Champ baby. So when we went to college, we went to Champlain College and some of you might be sitting there going, "Where where is that? It's uh, really, uh, really far north. Get in your car and drive and just like never stop driving. If you get to Canada, don't pass go. Don't collect $200. You went too far. It's right in the tip of Vermont in Burlington, right before you basically get to Canada. Mm-hmm. But it's a very small art school. It's private. It's like 2,000 kids undergrad. It's 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 small. It's We're out there. It's close to 3,000 now. Oh, wow. It's grown <laughs> so much time. in 12 years. <laughs> We're for big time. And... You know, Derek grew up, as you know, in Worcester, Massachusetts. He was right outside of Boston a lot of times. And he could have gone where a lot of, I think, your classmates went, which was UMass or like the Boston area Mm -hmm. or, you know, anywhere around there. And Derek will never tell you this, but I could tell you this. He's very, very smart. um, And you could have gone to uh, another, I would say, prestigious school if you wanted to. Mm. But... (laughs) <laughs> Stop it! But he ends up yes. at Champlain, and and again, not to take away that Champlain was a great educational uh, academic place, and and you know, but it wasn't well known. It just wasn't. And for me, I was looking at schools down south. Right. You know, the the closest to home I was looking at was NYU because I wanted to go and pursue dance. But I was really stuck on the Carolinas. I was stuck on Virginia. I had no intention of staying in New England. That was so not yeah. in the cards for me. You know, and I, I don't ski. I don't snowboard. You hate snow. I, uh, <laughs> I hate driving in the snow. Oh, he has so much anxiety. And um, so, you know, I'll, people always ask me, like, why did you go to school in Vermont if you're not going to, like, you know, go outside and enjoy Vermont's Green Mountains? And I don't really have a great answer. But, you never do. No. Um, I visited Burlington with my uncle. And I just fell in love with the downtown and the vibe there. And uh, yeah, but I um, there's no real good reason that I went to Champlain because I I remember I applied to like six or seven different schools and Mm -hmm. humble brag. I got into all of them. Um, But yeah, I just I ended up there. There was something about it. There was something that drew you there. And it was interesting because I remember coming back. After visiting, oh gosh, what school with it? J- James Madison. Mm-hmm. I loved James Madison. I was I was ready to go. I had I had my pen ready to sign the paperwork and go to James Madison. I remember clear as day, and um, and you know, and if it wasn't going to be that, it was going to be American University in Washington D.C. Like I I had my plan set. And my parents grew up, or I should say my dad grew up skiing, and they've always had like a family generational condo in Vermont. And eventually my parents, you know, did very well and were able to buy property there. So they've had kind of like a ski cottage for most of my life. And when I went up there, I think it was junior year, we were up there for the summer and we were out canoeing. And all of a sudden I just had this weird feeling. Now we have been on this lake since I was eight, nine years old, I mean, for my life. Mm-hmm. And something felt different. And I was just out on the lake and I thought, why have I not thought about applying in Vermont? And it, and all of a sudden there was just this rush of, I've got to apply to Vermont. And I applied to UVM, St. Michael's, Champlain, uh, Keene State in New Hampshire. Like I was dead set on going to Vermont all of a sudden. I wonder when, if it was the same weekend I was visiting. 
you know? uh, yeah, right. Maybe, Who knows? Maybe I mean, saw maybe me passing by. Uh, right? Could like, you imagine? Look at that handsome fellow. Could you? Mm, I don't know if I was saying that, but <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine though, if that was happening? Because even Champlain, I was like, I'll apply just because it was down the road from UVM, and I thought, you know, if I don't get in, I could transfer the next year because UVM is hard to get into. And what? Same thing. I went to the school. I went into the library. I remember looking out at Lake Champlain and I thought, I can't go anywhere else. And from that day on, that was where I was going to school. And I had never even, that had never even crossed my mind until I was in a boat on the same lake that I've been on for 15 years. And I thought, why aren't I in Vermont? So, you know, how do you explain that? How do you explain that we had this weird connection before we even knew who each other were? Mm Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy. How did we end up at Rowell Hall? <laughs> Champlain Rowell? College. Oh, good God. That's another story. Like 400 miles away from where you live, 300 something from where I live. and Yeah. How does yeah. that happen? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. So I, it just kind of, when she said that, it just reminded me of, you know, I, I'm sure if you took, you know, like a date night and really sat down and, you know, compared notes. Like, I don't think you and I ever really talked about why we went to this school until you and I got engaged. And we thought, what if we never met? What if we'd gone to different schools? Because that's how we obviously met was in college. We were in the same dorm freshman year and the rest is sort of history. But, you know, what if we hadn't met? And that was something we talked about, what, six, seven years into our relationship. So we didn't even know we had that connection until, later on in our relationship so Mm -hmm. i'd almost challenge you to sit down and almost like get random notes random things (laughs) about you and see if maybe you're cross path with like a friend or a spouse or you know a partner or something yeah i think that point kind of circles back to just like you need to reflect you need to have times in your life that scheduled reflection on what's transpired up until now looking back on it um And I think that allows you, because in the moment, in these moments, we're not seeing the bigger thing at play. Mm -hmm. And when we're reflecting like six or seven years later and like, how did we end up at Champlain? Um, When we're reflecting back, we start to see that there's just too many dots connecting. There's too many things lining up Mm -hmm. um, for there not to be something bigger. Than us. Yeah. Somebody pulling the strings. Yeah. And I mean, that's just all throughout Kim's story. It's just all these, I guess, what some people would think of as coincidences. But um, if you look at it in a big picture, that's that's a lot of coincidences. That's a little too many. Right. You know, and I think that we as a society lean on that there things just happen because they just happen. Or like you said, a coincidence or fate or, you know, whatever the case may be. And. I just think when you really sit down and you look at your timeline of even a year or a month or if you want to go back as far as six, seven years, you start to see that, well, there's way too many moments in my life that just I kind of bypassed and I kind of thought to myself, well, this must have just happened on a whim (laughs) and nothing. I, I don't think anything does happen on a whim. It can't. It can't line up that well. And how does somebody like Kim, who we really don't know. You know, we don't. You've never met Kim. I I know Kim acquaintance-wise at work. But how how do we have such different but such parallel stories? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, certain ways, yeah. So 
I think it was just kind of an encouraging first point for our podcast. I couldn't think of a better way to launch like a first real episode of our podcast because Mm -hmm. I think it also, I hope encourages you if you are sitting here thinking, wow, there was, you know, there was even just one point in this that related to you. You know, you can share your story too. Either you can message us on Facebook, but I think the easiest way is if you go to our website and you can share in the comment section. There's literally a tab that says share, and you could do like Kim did, which is just give us your name and uh, write and a little synopsis or story there. Yeah, and we will be um, super uh, protective of your privacy mm-hmm. and um, anything you share with us. You know, Obviously, you're sharing it with us, so we will share. It'd be kind of weird if you weren't doing that. Um, but we'll you know, keep your last name out of it. Whatever you want to do, obviously, it's helpful if you reference what, whatever you want to do. But mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll be super respectful, and obviously, we're just thankful that you want to help us out and um, share your message because you know, it may seem like it, you mentioned this earlier, but Kim in her message was like, you know, this may not be what you're looking for. Like, It may not be unique or... I can't remember how you phrased it, but um, I think... Kim Ucre. Yeah. It was so unique. Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> I think a lot of us just inherently look at our own stories and we just don't think we're anything special. Mm-hmm. And we don't think that our stories can have like an impact on someone. Or matter. Yeah. Um, and they can. And it doesn't have to be this story or my story or Melissa's story. Um, mm-hmm. it, just your story is impactful. And if you share it, uh, we'll try to find a way to to help make that impact yeah absolutely and kim just so you know not out of guilt or anything but your story was so impactful that we put chase down to bed it's now 9 40 at night and derek and i are super old like once we had a kid we became super old all of a sudden i don't know what happened but <laughs> we go to bed really early and reading your story we got this jolt of energy and we were going to record monday or tuesday but we we had to record right away because mm-hmm. it was just it just pulled at us and we had to reflect on it and instead of just sitting here in our living room reflecting and then watching a movie till we passed out on the couch you know why not hop on here so again kim thank you so much for sharing your story and we hope to continue sharing stories like this in the future so thank you so much yeah and thank you for all the love on facebook so far we um, are at beyond a reason ct on facebook it's www.beyondareason.com for the website and our first episode uh, i guess you'll be listening to the second episode too but we're on spotify Mm -hmm. so um, make sure you follow us and uh, we'll be up on apple Podcasts too and um, yeah thank you for listening cool we'll see you guys soon bye-bye Beyond a reason Yeah, yeah Like the air outside I'm breathing When I cannot see it It's beyond a reason